before I was there playing the orchestra. As a matter of fact, I had a group that I had formed of young players that we used to play music at that time. So I was involved with all the, but I was not safe. Thank you for tuning in to the Removing Barriers podcast. I'm Jay. And I'm MCG. And we're attempting to remove barriers so we can all have a clear view of the cross. This is episode 98 of the Removing Barriers podcast. And this is the 28th in the series of How Were Your Barriers Removed? And in this episode, we'll find out how Paul's barriers were removed when he came to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Jay. MCG and I would like for you to help us remove barriers by going to removingbarriers.net and subscribing to receive all things Removing Barriers. If you'd like to take your efforts a bit further and help us keep the mics on, consider donating at removingbarriers.net slash donate. Removing Barriers, a clear view of the cross. Paul, it is indeed a pleasure and welcome to the Removing Barriers podcast. Thank you. Great. Glad that you were able to be here with us. All right, tell us, what state or country were you born in? I was born in Brazil. Where in Brazil were you born? In Sao Paulo. It was the state. State of Sao Paulo in Brazil. And I lived there for 20 years before I came here. Interesting. We just interviewed a missionary who is in Sao Paulo, Brazil. He has Mm -hmm. been there for... 40 plus years. He's a second generation generation, missionary. So episode 95, I think it was. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'll get it to you. So you are familiar with Brazil? You know the state? (laughs) No, I'm not. You knew knew. We knew a little bit more about Sao. He said it wasn't Sao. I always thought it was Sao Paulo, but he said Sao. Well, Sao Paulo is in Portuguese. If you say it in English, it would probably be Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Okay. Wonderful. What type of family were you born into in Brazil? I was born, my parents, my father was from Poland, and my mom was from Russia. And they both came to Brazil, and they got married in Brazil. And my father came to Brazil, and he was working at a bakery. No, he was not working at a bakery yet. He was working some other place. And he was not happy with it. He was there by himself at that time. The rest of his family was still in uh, uh, Polonia, right? And what happened is he was preparing to go back home to Poland. And as he was waiting, he had to go to the place called Santos. He had to go by ship there. And he was waiting a bus to go to that place to go back to Poland. And the guy came to him and said, he just came straight to him, said, uh, uh, may I talk to you? Yeah, he talked to him and said, look, I have a bakery, I need some help. Oh, wow. So he went back, worked with him, and he did real well. He ended up driving a little truck, delivering bread to other people and things like that. So he came by himself, obviously, and then he met my mom, which he decided to marry her. Good, great. So tell us a little bit more about your upbringing before salvation. Were you in a Christian home? Do you have siblings? Well, I was a Christian home. My dad and my mom, they were born Christians, born again Christians. My dad was involved in church in many things there. 
several teams, not too many, but several. But one thing that he used to do there was they had a service for young people, more or less. They had two services in our church. They had two in the afternoon and one at seven at night on mm. Sundays. And my dad had a group from 4.30 until about 5.30. Mm-hmm. I wish he was in charge of that. And he always, you know, liked to preach, liked to pray. My dad was, uh, you know, a truly a born-again man. And for some reason, I was not to the point where, you know, after that happened with my dad, I didn't want anymore to get too involved and this is how it was with him. And my mom, too. My mom was singing in a choir. My dad was playing in one orchestra they had there. He was playing guitar in one of the orchestras. And he was truly a Christian man since I was born. And even, even until he died. And many things I learned from him. But for some reason, as he was teaching, always he was saying something. I wouldn't pay too much attention. And and my mom, too, not too many times we didn't have at home Bible reading and things like that. Usually when I had my kids and I had my home and I was married, we used to have constantly Bible readings and home praying and things like that. We didn't have that much with my father. And for some reason, I don't know why, but he was a Christian. He feared God. and He read, he was reading his Bible all the time. And this is what's about him that I remember. Mm-hmm. So amidst all that, so you had a Christian mother, a Christian father. Yes, sir. Being raised in a Christian home. Do you remember the first time you heard the gospel? I heard the gospel many times because I used to go to church. But I didn't pay much attention to it. It didn't make much to me at that time. Mm-hmm. Because I used to go to church, and when I got to be 10 years old, I learned how to play an instrument, to play in the orchestra, and mm-hmm. things like that. But one day, this is after many years that I was in my church, one day the evangelist, Dr. Hyman Alpelman, a Russian Jew, came to our church. Mm-hmm. We had one week of revival meetings. I attended every service, and at the end of the week, I decided that I had enough of my disobedience. Mm. I was not living the way I was supposed to. I walked forward during the invitation. For the first time, I understood what it means to be born again. I was not born again. Before I was there playing the orchestra, as a matter of fact, I had a group that I had formed of young players that we used to play music at that time. So I was involved with all the, but I was not safe. Mm. So what happened here, I want to just tell you something else. It's not much. On the next Sunday after I talked to him, the pastor talked to me and told me that I should be baptized. I already was baptized one time. I forgot to tell you that. The pastor said, you have to be baptized the second time because the first time that you baptized, that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Because the reason I got baptized was for, I could play in the orchestra, the mandolin and the trumpet, but I want to sing in a choir. Mm-hmm. I could not sing in a choir unless I was baptized. Oh. That is the only reason that I, at that time, I thank the Lord 
from the bottom of my heart for loving me so much as to give himself on the cross for me so unworthy as I was. And the Bible verse that spoke to me is John 1, 11, and 12. He came to his own. His own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the Son of God, even to them that believe on his name. So this was the time that I truly was baptized. I truly understood what the Bible was saying. And I truly believe that the Lord loved me too much to let me live that long before I came to this. Well, it sounds great. Yeah. You mentioned when you were 10 or so, you didn't want to hear the gospel and all that stuff. Yeah. What was the time frame between 10 and when you got saved? How long was that before you got saved? Uh, I have here, I was about 34 years old when I was saved. So it take you like another 20 years yeah, or so yeah. before you got saved? Yeah, but you know, I felt good because I was going to church. Mm. My parents took me to church. I was going to church and I was playing the orchestra. I was singing a choir and I had my own orchestra that we play not rock music or anything. We played this song. I love songs. Mm -hmm. I don't rock music. It doesn't do anything to me. And I don't have the date in here exactly, but it was a long while after I baptized the first time. Okay. Do you remember what barriers were preventing you from getting saved? Because that's a long period yeah. between 10 and 30. Do you remember what barriers were preventing you from actually getting saved? Well, I thought that I was doing a good thing. I was thought I was saved. I was baptized already. And I thought to myself, well, you know, I'm already baptized. I'm going to church. But I didn't know, in my mind, did not know to be baptized on my course is one thing. And to pretend that you're baptized is not. I didn't read much the Bible, but I used to read the Bible. But before when I started really reading the Word of God and really starting to understand, that's when I decided, hey, I am not going the right way. This is something wrong. And sure enough, was something wrong. My wife prayed for me for a long time. So you were already married when you got saved? Oh, yeah. We interviewed your wife in episode 97. So did she believe you were saved when you got married? or She thought that was saved when I was getting Oh, yeah. I'm going to read a little bit here. She wrote this to me. At the age of 10, I learned to play the mandolin and join the orchestra. My fingers hurt badly. I suffered, but the strong desire to play and the orchestra helped me to stay there. A couple years later, I learned how to play the trumpet, so I joined it. But then I had to sing in a choir, like I said before. And then I came here to the United States. And here is, we were married already. One day, I went to basement with my brother for the usual drink. And when I reached for it, there was a Bible verse taped on the bottle. That was your wife who taped the Bible verse yeah. on the bottle? <laughs> and look what happened. I ripped it off. I drank, let my brother have some, and I had no peace after that. Oh, wow. That was the first song. And she played for me a lot. She's a tremendous woman. She has been 
like that since I know her when she was in Brazil still. Yeah, she definitely is. Yeah. But that she thought I was a Christian. And I, in my heart, I mean, not in my heart, in my mind, I guess, I thought that, you know, boy, I already was baptized. You know, what? nothing wrong. I'm playing the orchestra, I'm singing the choir and everything. But no, that's not the way it is. Yeah, so it probably was the barrier of religion you taught that because you were trusting in your baptism, you were trusting in the fact that you were active in church, playing in an yeah, orchestra. that's true. Mm-hmm. That's how I taught. Because, see, I wish that my parents or even my father was more, uh, how to say, he didn't spend very much time with us. He was like, a, you know, I was with my kids. We read the Bible. We prayed together. We didn't do much that with my father. I don't know why he was like that. I don't understand. But if I going to remember during my life that I was together with my father, and we were with the Bible reading there, I cannot remember, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know. Maybe there was some times, but right now, after all that happened, you know. So this is what I went through. Yeah. You know, a lot of folks we interview, their parents, you know, their father, played a heavy hand in pointing them to Christ. Yeah. Would you say that your father was that instrument that pointed to Christ, or because no. he was quiet? He, he was very quiet. He was a good father to me, but he was quiet. And I don't remember telling, I mean, you know, I hate to say this. I forgot many things, but one thing I would never forget, I probably would never forget the day that he called me and said, hey, Paul, come over here. I want to show you something. I am noticed that some things that you're doing are not correct. And let's read this Bible and see. I never had something like that. Mm. And probably, I'm blaming myself, not him. Probably was because of this. Because I remember when I had my kids growing up, we had our time with the Lord by praying, by reading the Bible. We had often, I wouldn't say we had every day, but we had very often. And, you know, this is the way it was. Right, right. How do you think those barriers were removed? So you said that it took, you know, from age 10 and basically till 34, you got saved and stuff like that. How did the Lord use your wife as that instrument? You know, you said she put the Bible verse oh. under liquor bottle yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. But dive into it. When did you actually get saved after that? You say you drunk, then you felt really bad. But how did you get saved directly after that? Well, after that, she was praying for me an awful lot, many, many times. We never had to fight. She didn't come to me and tell me, look, hey, you're doing the wrong thing. No, 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 no. She prayed for me an awful lot. And one of the things that really helped that was that her prayer, see what happens, I'm going to tell you one more thing that happened. One day it snowed so much, and I walked late, and I was coming home in the VW Beetle or Volkswagen, and I was drunk. I had an accident. I could have killed myself, but God protected me. When I told Lena about it, she said, I was praying for you oh, at wow. that time. So, you know, she prayed for me a lot, a lot. She put up with me. She could just kick me. She could just say, you know, but she was truly a Christian, as you could hear from her, a Christian woman that loved the Lord. And she prayed for me to be saved. And this was the time that I really went the whole week to hear this evangelist. 
And what he was preaching about, what he was preaching about, I was paying attention. And I thought to myself, hey, I am not what I am supposed to be. I'm saying that I'm a Christian, but I'm not a Christian. That's how, more Praise or less. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, because, yeah, definitely, you were won by the conversation of a godly wife. Yes. She prayed for you. Oh, yes, definitely. That's definitely. great. Definitely. That's great. Definitely. Well, you're listening to the Removing Barriers podcast. We're sitting down with Paul, and we're finding out how were his barriers removed. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Removing Barriers podcast. Did you know that you could find us on Twitter, Gab, Parler, Facebook, and Reddit? Go to removingbarriers.net slash contact and like and follow us on social media. Removing Barriers, a clear view of the cross. This is the Removing Barriers podcast. If the podcast or the blog were a blessing to you, leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends. Removing Barriers, a clear view of the cross. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Paul, after salvation, what changes were evident in your life? Well, after salvation, I started reading my Bible more than I read before. Amen. I wanted to understand what I was reading. I like to hear preaching. I used to listen to radio preaching. And even I used to pay more attention at church when the preacher was preaching. So my life turned in that way that I decided to truly be a Christian, truly serve the Lord. And I understood that I was saved this time and I didn't want to go any other way. And I gave up many, many things that I used to do. And even though I was a Christian, but, you know, sometimes we used to drink something. and But no, there was no more. Amen. After I accepted the Lord, my life totally changed. Even Lena, you know, her life changed too. Because she was putting up with me with that situation very, very bad. So this is what I, I had most that I started studying my Bible and really studying my Bible and making, you know, try to understand more and more what the Lord did for me. Amen. Do you think the way your barriers were removed would be effective in reaching someone else? So think about the Paul that's growing up now that has a similar background as you. Do you believe that the way your barriers were removed would be effective in removing that person's barriers? Depends. Depends on the person. Obviously, if I will be preaching to someone, if I will be reading a Bible verse, what you need to do to be saved, and the person is paying attention, and the person wants to understand and start asking some more questions, some more verses that I would get from the Bible, give it to them. I think that that will make the difference. But if the person doesn't pay attention and doesn't want to hear too much about it, you could pray for him, you could meet him again and come again with the same verse. I mean, with the same situation, you tell the verses what the Lord expects from you. Come unto me, or eat that our labor, I have a lady, and I give you rest. Mm-hmm. Take my yoke upon me. Learn of me, I am weak, lonely of heart. Amen. Amen. So tell me, Paul, what are you doing personally in the area of evangelism to help others remove the barriers they face in their life? My decision is to make sure 
that what I am studying from the Bible is going to be something that will be acceptable. So if you want to tell the person that you are lost, if you keep your life the way you are, you're going to end up in hell. But I have something that I could show you to you. And this time, I was studying my Bible more than I ever did. I was studying how to talk to the ones that are not saved. And this is the one way that I used to do. Great. Evangelism, going out, telling people about the Lord, handing out tracts, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because see, as far as I see, unless if the person himself come to you and said, look, hey, I noticed that you are a Christian. How did you become a Christian? But you don't run across too many of those. Right. So it depends much. You could say all that you want. You could read all that you want. But if the person does not pay much attention or is not much interested, you do the best you can. Yep. All right. Well, let's go into a little bit of a fun section and find out some of your favorites. Okay. What is your favorite scripture verse? My favorite verse is Matthew twelve thirty-seven. By he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Amen. Give the reference again. Matthew 12. Oh, Isaiah 53, 5. Great. And what is your favorite Bible history or Bible story, as some folks would say? Well, my favorite is Jesus being born in this world coming in here to die for our sins. And we could just believe that he is going to save us. And he's here in this world. This was one of the, there are many other ones, but this was one that really I was happy to read and happy to know. Amen. Amen. So you like the Christmas story? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great, great. What would you say is the most convicting scripture passage to you? I have Matthew twelve thirty seven. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy word thou shalt be condemned. Amen. That's definitely convicting. What is the most comforting scripture verse to you? Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, all ye that are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. That's a great invitation from the Lord. Say, come unto me. You know? Yes, Amen. So I know you love music, so tell me, what is your favorite hymn of the faith? And you can give us more than one if you want to. My favorite hymn is, My faith looks up to thee. Amen. My faith looks up to thee. Down and open. I like this song very, very much. But since I am with music all the time, there are many beautiful songs. Do you have another one you can give us? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see which one I could. Jesus, my love, I love you forever. I can't remember the word, but there are many of them that yes. we know. I can't remember right now because see what happens. Lately, I'm not singing much. I'm not that involved with music because that time is already gone. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are many songs. I could sing one for you right now, but I don't remember. Okay. That's okay. Glad to see how much these hymns just pour out of you. Who is your favorite giant of the faith from the Bible? For me, the giant from the faith was David. 
David. I think that he, even though he did things that he shouldn't have done in his life, but the Lord loved him because all the other things that he did, it was so, so, so acceptable to the Lord. And he did so many things and so many wars and so many, even they tried to kill him, you know, and the Lord pulled him out of it. And after everything was said and done, everything was already in his life that was already the worst part has been taken care of. His life was just tremendous, tremendous life. Amen. How long have you been saved? I have been saved since I was 34. How old I am now? Uh, 83. So. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Yeah, definitely. Time. And the Lord has been good to me. I love him. I pray, I have my devotions very much every morning. Sometimes on Sundays, I don't have devotion. But every day I have my Bible. And right now I'm reading a book by Amir Sarfati about the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And it's unbelievable, easily to understand the way he wrote everything. And I'm already about almost three quarters of the book. and. I love to read the Bible. I like to read books. And this is how much I have for me because, you know, my life was different <laughs> than anybody. And I had to work a lot during my life. Amen. And my wife, too. She is a tremendous woman. And, you know, sometimes you have to work, work, work. You get so tired. Mm. That there's no time to do things that you would love to do. And if you start doing those things, you fall asleep. <laughs> but I've been through that because I had four kids. And, you know, I was not making that much money. And I had to work a lot. So that took a lot of my time. But I still I had time to read my Bible, time to pray. And the Lord has been so good to me. Ever since I was saved, everything I understood, how much the Lord put up with me, mm. I am so thankful to him. Amen. How many grandkids do you have? Grandkids, uh, let's see, five, eight, then eleven. <laughs> eleven. Great.
All right, Paul, let's wrap it up. Tell us, how can barriers be removed in the life of others? How can someone else be saved like you were saved? How can barriers be removed in the life of others? Well, it depends, obviously, on the person. In my case, I thought that I was saved all those years I passed by. And the Lord woke me up at a certain time that I am not saved. I could give them an example of my own life and why I became saved instead of continuing the life that I want. And if I come this way to them, to the person that I want, wants to be saved, I will be more than glad to show them in the Bible verses what the Lord wants from you in order to be saved. That's one thing that I learned, and that's one thing that I know. And I have a book at home, and no questions and answers and everything, that I was studying when I was going out with you guys at that time. And I learned quite a bit at that time. I have a book full of things that I learned at that time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, right now it's going to be almost impossible for me to stay out of my house for too long. Mm -hmm. And it's a shame, but that's the way it is. I can't change it, you know. The Lord understands. This is how it was. All right, Paul. Thank you for joining us on the Removing Barriers podcast. Okay. Thank you very much for all that you have done for us, all that you went through. Praise the Lord that we have you guys in our church doing what you are doing. is very important. Amen. Thank you for listening. To get a hold of us, to support this podcast, or to learn more about Removing Barriers, go to removingbarriers.net. This has been the Removing Barriers podcast. We attempted to remove barriers so that we all can have a clear view of the cross.